and Ted. Excellent. Make them listen to Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, And you get Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. I'm excited. Are you excited, Luke? I'm feeling, uh, I'm blushing because uh, last night you took me on a couple's retreat. A work and, couple's retreat? Yeah, for our work marriage. Yes. I'm your work wife at the moment. Um, and last night, to work in our relationship further, you took me to a Porto, yes. uh, which I've never tried. And, Somewhere um, I've been trying to take you for so long, but you've been flat out refusing to go to a Porto, yes. despite never even trying it. No. It's like, a Porto sucks. Have yes. you ever had it? No. No. But it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I saw some guy in there and I didn't enjoy it. I was like, oh, that guy doesn't look like he's having fun. And then I never went there again. Uh, and also on the show today, I am going to give you another chance to read uh, a bit of Scotty Cam's oh, book, Out the Back. Dude, best show ever. Yeah. Best day ever since the last time I read Scotty Cam's Yeah, book. I mean, there's a bit of a catch. Actually, no, there's not. Really, I'm just doing you a favor. There's no catch because at the end of the day, <laughs> even if I hate the catch... Uh, uh, it is completely overwhelmed by how good Scotty Cam's <laughs> book is. So I don't care. Whatever you have planned, I'm ready for and it. And I believe you're going to be exposing another business. So yes. watch out. One of the biggest businesses in the world, actually. Wow. So uh, look out, big business. I'm coming for you. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> You've scared them all. They're, they're running away. <laughs> Lewis, uh, on the show this week, yes, I am your work wife. Yes. Because uh, we found a study that uh, showed that people are more productive when they have a work spouse, someone yes. who basically looks after them. It's it's kind of like a work mum, but people call it a work wife. I don't know, to make it seem a little bit more equal. So I decided, why don't I make you my work wife so that I'm more productive? And I think it's working really well. I think you're more productive, but I've been so busy being your wife that I don't know how focused I am on the show in the last few days because I'm just trying to cater for you. Yeah, you're more of a you're you're more like a work housewife. Yes. And what is your real partner, your real girlfriend, your outside of work uh girlfriend oh, think yeah. of this? Sorry, yes. I completely forgot about it. I've been you're so preoccupied with, with this work yeah. relationship. Um What does she think about this new relationship? <laughs> I haven't told her. <laughs> I mean, you know, she doesn't really what doesn't what she doesn't know won't harm her. Uh really she's uh she's my personal girlfriend. Um she doesn't work with me, so why does she need to know? In fact, actually, we used to work together. Uh, at one point, we worked in a, at, at the bank together. And so she she's was, been your work wife before, well, work girlfriend. She's been my work wife and personal girlfriend uh, at the same time. And you know what? She had her chance. She blew it with me. Um, we no longer work together. She could have, you know, she could have pursued radio as a career and she could have stayed my work wife, but she blew it. To be honest, I don't feel comfortable with you bringing up all your work exes on the show right in front of me. It's just a bit, it shows a real lack of respect. Look, I'm work sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I work, forgive you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I'd actually give your outside of work partner a call, Jasmine, mm-hmm. uh, a call yesterday after the show, yep. uh, just to see what she thought of our new work relationship, uh, and also to see if she uh, knew about it, which turns out she did not, no. and this is how the call went. Hello? Jasmine, how are we? It's Luke. Yeah, I'm good, Luke. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, recently uh, work married, if, if you haven't heard. Proud no. wife. Um, Lewis actually proposed to me on the show. Today? No, yesterday he proposed. He didn't tell you? No. Right. This is rude. Um, sorry, this is kind of awkward then because I'm kind it's of... It's a bit used... awkward for both of us. It is it? a bit because I feel like <laughs> I assumed he kind of broke up with you and now I feel weird about it. And Right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hearing. 
So what our arrangement is, it's a purely work marriage because 47.2% of people these days have a work marriage or at least want to be in one. It increases productivity around the office. I'm there for him all day from nine to five. And that's our relationship. But as soon as five o'clock hits, he's all yours. Okay. Pretty much, I just wanted to call you to set up some guidelines just set some rules in the relationship nice and early okay. so things don't, don't get weird moving forward. So the first one, like if I cook him a pasta for lunch, I'd expect mm-hmm. you to not cook him a pasta for dinner. Just, Easy. I don't yeah. cook for him. Oh, great. <laughs> Neither do I actually. That was purely hypothetical. So great. Neither of us will cook for him. That's great. Uh, the second yeah, one is uh, work functions. Uh, obviously, he's mine then, even if it's outside of office hours. Well, I don't know. You work in radio, isn't there more functions than the average workplace? I'd, no? Well, he's just my work wife, and I'd want to be seen next to him 70, on 30. any red carpet. 70 30. All right, yeah. but if he ever makes to the Logies, I get the Logies. You get the Logies. Yeah. That's fine. No one wants a Logie. <laughs> All right, and the last one is um, you can, I guess just every day he's yours from five, so you can pick him up at five because he's got no license. So, Can I opt out of that one? Right, so really neither of us want to take care of Lewis. Yeah, can you have him until 5.30 and take him home? <laughs> Why don't you just have him? I can jazz, <laughs> jazz. Okay, come on. I was I was I'm really so excited jazz. to hear this phone call because I thought you would fight over me, and now you're just fighting over who has to put up with me, <laughs> and it's really hurt my self esteem. This is Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, our work marriage is uh, flourishing at the moment. Well, yesterday it wasn't. There was a few uh, ripples uh, in the relationship. Just some things that weren't meshing together, uh, such as me not consenting to this marriage. Just some little things like that. Which, you know, that's easily fixed, you know? Yes. And you plan to fix this by a couple's retreat was your grand idea. A work couple's retreat. That's what I decided. We needed to go, because we we did work couples counselling. Um, we got Mike to ask us, how does that make you feel? And, uh, it made me feel really good about our relationship. Yeah. So then I thought, well, the, for the second step after counseling is a couple's retreat. So I thought, and you know, most people go on a couple's retreat to Fiji, Vanuatu, um, hmm. maybe Bali, if yeah. they're very Australian. So but, um, I thought I would take you to Portugal. Great. I as in, are you taking me to Portugal? Or? No, just a Portuguese-themed restaurant, a Porto. Right. <laughs> yeah, because we did go to a Porto. Yeah. But, uh, I don't Mate, you can't tell the that. difference. Portugal, a Porto, it's the same thing. You know, I'm sure they have a lot of deep fryers in Portugal as well, and, you know, a couple of people who don't speak Portuguese in I've that never country. been to Portugal, but just off the, the one first impression that I got in a Porto yesterday downstairs. Same um, thing. It was borderline. Not a great. I don't know. Their tourism industry, there wasn't a lot to do there other than eat chicken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like Portugal. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've looked at a video of Portugal once yeah. and it's the same thing. One of the main attractions was table four where we <laughs> sat. Um. <laughs> so what we did is uh, I took Luke on a couple's retreat to Oporto because uh, communication is a, a key factor in our relationship that doesn't work because I've been trying to tell him that Oporto is better than Nando's, uh, better than Subway, but he wouldn't listen to me. So no. I thought, you know what? The best thing to save our work marriage is to is by proving him wrong. And, and also uh, compromise. Like, it's me trying new things as well for our marriage. So yeah. I showed a bit of compromise, and we went downstairs to Oporto after the show. And um, I guess this is how it went. Okay, Luke, so for our work couples retreat, what we're going to do to fix our marriage is I'm going to take you to a porto 
to get uh, a chicken wrap with garlic sauce. That's going to take me to Macca's like you do with your regular girlfriend. Look, mate, I don't take my girlfriend to Macca's. You didn't this... stop telling the listeners lies. Yes, you told them that. Yeah, I'm taking a Macca's like once. Yeah, and then you take me to a Porto. God, I'm, I'm a should, lucky you girl. You should feel lucky because a Porto, you know, that, that's that's a step above the Macca's price range. Um, <laughs> this doesn't seem very romantic. Garlic is the most romantic where's, of sauces. Where's the sauces? How do you find out they have garlic sauce? You don't need to know about because you're only getting garlic. Um, can we get two chicken wraps with garlic sauce, please? Do, do like couples come here often or...? Yeah. yeah? Yeah. So, is this like a good place for a date? Um, if I stay in tomorrow, but yeah. Would you take your partner here? Yeah. We would sit outside. Right, you sit outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, let's we'll sit, sit outside. outside then. Yeah. What drink would you like with your meal? Uh, what's the most romantic drink? <laughs> what's the most romantic drink? A Fanta. Fanta. Oh, that's yeah, because I fantasize about him. Yeah, that's so. pretty good. Can I get a Fanta? Emily's never taken me out for some fresh chili kicking chicken before. Exactly, and that's why your relationship's falling apart and you're hanging out with me instead of her. You do see me more often. I do see me more than her. Yeah, so, you see, I think um, I've fixed our work marriage and destroyed your real relationship. Yes, uh, in one single trip to a Porto, and... um, you know, if that's not an ador- endorsement, I don't know what. Yes, yeah, that's that's a great ad for the, uh, Portugal. Uh, go there; it'll it'll make your work life flourish, but your personal relationships crumble. And by Portugal, what we mean is a Porto, which yes. you know, same difference. Yeah. I'm 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 not surprised you got confused between the two again because you know it's the same thing: country, <laughs> restaurant. What's the difference? Yeah, but I'm feeling very positive now about our work marriage. I think the couple. Uh, the, the couple's retreat did amend some problems yeah. I had in the relationship, like, does he care about me? Because, you know, some of the initial concerns I had was, you gave me uh, these scissors here as the ring, initially when you proposed to me, and yes. they were just stationary office works. Uh, yeah, just- work marriage, which I think now that you are enjoying a work mm. marriage, you will find very romantic. Well, I still don't appreciate the ring, but I do appreciate that you put some little care in uh, the, you know, taking me out to lunch, which was great. So thank you very much, Lewis. I look forward to uh, continuing our ever prosperous work work marriage. marriage. Um, And at 9am every day, I'm yours and you are mine. And you know what I've learned? Um, The key to a successful work marriage is just lunch. So uh, this is Luke and Lewis for lunch. On Triple M1 and Digital. <laughs> Luke, you would be aware of the news that is sweeping the nation. It's global news, I assume, by now. Can't really tell because I only live in one country, but I am assuming that it is global <laughs> news. <laughs> uh, you would know what's happened. Yep. Yes. Um, a man. <laughs> a man has stolen a doll, and it's just headlines everywhere. A doll? A doll, yes. Like and, a Barbie doll? Uh, like a Bratz... Like a- well, no, it was Dolly Parton. It was like a like a five thousand dollar doll. Right, that's an expensive doll. So yeah. li- limited edition Barbie. Mm, no, no, it wasn't a Barbie doll. Uh, it was life size. Oh, like a mannequin. No, well, kind of like a, a more realistic mannequin that has uh, artificial intelligence, like Terminator mannequin. Mm, no <laughs> muscles. Um, less masculine, female. Right. Uh, it was stolen from a store called Sexyland. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Full. Yep. On yep. the same page now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, it's making headlines. Um, and all these people are saying are they that, that expensive? <laughs> 
Yeah, five thousand dollars. It's uh, pretty expensive. I've been saving up for one for ages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, you know what? What gets me about the headlines is uh, all these people saying this man has stolen this doll. Um, it's taken. Referring to it as an object, and I think that something that has artificial intelligence, it can it can talk, understand you, and respond to what you say and do to it. So it can think. I, yeah. And I don't think something that can think, something that's borderline sentient, can be stolen. I think that this is more of a kidnapping. <laughs> I think this man has kidnapped this poor sentient doll, and it's just literally, there's security what? cam footage of it. He literally put it in the back of a van and drove away. And I think that, that this is kidnapping, not stealing, and well, it should be treated very seriously. Perhaps if the doll can think for itself, if mm-hmm. it's an independent doll... Uh, and it does its own thinking, and it's yeah. perhaps more human than doll. Independent doll don't need no man. Yeah. Perhaps they, it wasn't a kidnapping. Perhaps it was the doll was deciding to elope with the man, oh. and they were perhaps going to Japan, eloping to Japan together uh, right. to be with the other robots. So your contention in this argument is that this independent doll may, in fact, actually need a man. Yes. And don't need no man except, except for this- the creeps. Yeah, except for this guy, you know, this uh, this uh, mysterious no. stranger who independent drives doll a very sexy van. Independent doll don't need no man, but independent doll need a creep. Right. Creep man. Okay, so so she's really into creeps. So she's gone from sexy land to sexy van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was a kidnapping. I think you're wrong. I so think... you think they've eloped, so this is more of like yeah, a... Yeah, more of a People star-crossed... are trying to keep them apart. Yeah, star-crossed lovers situation. They met at Sexyland and they ran away together like Romeo and Juliet. It's a classic love story. It's probably one of the only love stories that came out of uh, Sexyland yeah. uh, recently. Um, Usually there's a lot of lust stories coming out of that store. Literally, but, um, they do sell those books there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying this is more of like uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Is what you're saying. Well, I, you know what? I can, I can get on board with that. I reckon, you know what? Maybe they have gone to Japan because that's where, to me, that's where robot rights will originate because they will have the best robots. So, mm. you know, it's now it's turned from... Soon a, in Japan, robots will start eloping with humans and mm. they'll take charge. Which I think is, is really cool and probably a better way to uh, run a relationship because, you know, if things do fall apart with this robot and this mysterious mm. creep in the van... He can just format her hard drive and start all over again. <laughs> Reset the relationship. Yeah. Back to factory settings. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> and you know who's going to solve these crimes? Who? They've got RoboCop on the job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should have ended on the last one. <laughs> Luke, it's time to do my favourite segment. It's time for this. Businesses Exposed. Ah, you've been a naughty business. Businesses Exposed is where I, surprisingly enough, expose businesses for being naughty businesses. You rip them apart, tear them to shreds, uh, all in the name of, I was going to say justice, but really it's usually quite spiteful. Uh, uh, spiteful and justice. Yeah, they've never done anything to you. It's one way yeah. uh, a vendetta against like big a, businesses. Like a really bitter Batman that really <laughs> focuses in on business crimes that aren't illegal, but still really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the hero this uh, city needs. Uh, you're the one that we get. It, that, we don't deserve it. <laughs> no, but it's, it, you know, it's all we had at the time. Yeah, and <laughs> who's uh, copping the wrath today? Amazon. 
Okay. Ooh. Amazon. Newly has, in Australia. Yes. Amazon has landed in Australia. Look at and, that. They land on our beach and yep. straight away Lewis is standing there with a pitchfork going, pack up, how guys. dare you? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Go back home. Is this border patrol or? <laughs> Mate, bit of both. Business patrol. Okay. okay. So Amazon, uh, them coming here has been news for like almost six months now. In fact, they were supposed to launch last month, but they just weren't ready. Um and uh, they made a big deal out of opening. They said that they were, they made big calls. Like they said they were going to take 30% of the market from places like uh, JB Hi Fi, Harvey Norman, Kogan, all of these other big department stores. They basically said they were going to ruin all of these other Australian businesses, which is big talk from Amazon. Very big talk. And the fact that they took an extra six months means yeah. that they were, you'd think they were planning their big takeover. Yeah, they were really preparing. And all of these other businesses were actually really scared. All the shareholders started to freak out, being like, what are you doing to compete yeah, with Amazon? Usually Amazon's they're prices? just scared of this segment, but yeah. they actually had bigger worries, bigger concerns for once than yeah. you exposing them. Exactly. It was, oh no, Amazon's got to make us uh, bankrupt, which means we can't even be exposed anymore. We won't even be a business. So what main, mainly what people were freaking out about is that the buying power of Amazon would mean that it's so much cheaper than anything else that anyone in Australia can sell, meaning everyone would just shop at Amazon, all the other businesses would close. And I thought that too. You know, I thought, you know what? What I'm going to do is instead of you know, getting all of my Christmas shopping done last month, which is what I like to do, so I don't have to worry about, you know, the Christmas rush, I'll just wait until Amazon opens, I'll get all of my Christmas presents on the cheap, and then it'll all be online, really convenient, really sweet, and it'll be heaps cheap. But, upon opening, Amazon is actually way more expensive than all of the other department stores in Australia. Do you have any evidence? Yeah, I do. So <laughs> good because usually you don't bring any. <laughs> mate, I've got I've got two examples. Okay, out of the millions of products they sell, you usually rock up with the Batmobile to these cases, and uh, you you accuse, you poke, uh, fun, and you even play a sound effect of exposing them. And that's then... that's that's coming. That's not what they're being exposed for. Okay, so the iPhone prices on Amazon are one thousand three hundred seventy five mm-hmm. for the new iPhone. Apple sells it cheaper for one thousand two hundred. A GoPro. What? Yeah. <laughs> they can't even beat Apple. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. They can't even beat Harvey Norman, notorious for being incredibly expensive. The GoPros at Amazon are $700 and at uh, Harvey Norman, 500 bucks. So you know what, Luke? Amazon haven't ruined these other businesses because I haven't been able to afford any of their products. They've just ruined Christmas. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm so exposed. Huge. Was not expecting that. No, Amazon's ruined Christmas, at least for my family. Now I have to go out and get other presents, cheaper, but still incredibly annoying. Amazon, open two months earlier and be a little bit cheaper, will you? Or I'll expose you every day until Christmas is over. It'll be the 12 12 days of exposés. (laughs) Lewis, I was commuting to work yesterday, and uh, on my train... There was a quite an older gentleman sitting next to me, uh-huh. uh, minding his own business and listening to some music. Uh, it's good, popular activity to do on the train. Nothing wrong with that. Just in his headphones. Yeah. So he yeah. had no. Well, he had his headphones plugged in to his head. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he didn't have his headphones plugged in. <laughs> he had his headphones in. Yeah. His ears. Right. Yeah. And then he had a phone. So yeah. the two things you need to listen to music properly yeah. on a train, headphones, what's, phone. Uh, what's weird? But he didn't have them attached. 
Ah, and he the didn't essential part of yes. to music with headphones. <laughs> One of the key parts of any music uh, mm. listen in a headphone is plugging the headphone in. Yes. Uh, unless you've got the new wireless earpods, but uh, if you've got them, stop trying. All right, you think you're, the people who are wearing them, they think they look like secret agents. I don't like them. I have no. a wireless headset, and that's great. But whenever I see anyone with the wireless earbuds, it just looks like uh, they've left a cotton bud in there for too long. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you would drop them, and then they just go into the gutter, and there goes your headphones. Yeah. So this guy, he had uh, headphones that were meant to be plugged in. I uh, was listening to Green Day. Now, you're probably wondering how I knew, and that's because yeah. he did not have his headphones plugged in. So, But he didn't realize oh, at so the time. Oh, so he just thought he had really bad headphones. So he was like, <laughs> I could see the headphone jack dangling at his like knees, and, and then, then the he was fixing was just... his phone, and he was kind of wondering why it sounded odd. And uh, he was like, man, like just... I don't know, maybe my headphones... That doesn't make sense, though, because if you're looking at your phone, you should be able to see that it's not plugged in. He didn't know. He was unaware, and he was fiddling with his headphones. So the music's just playing out of the phone speakers He listened the whole to time. two... I think he was listening to one of Green Day's albums, and yeah. he was listening to two Green Day songs, which uh, everyone in the carriage heard the entire duration, and it got to the point where people were looking around at each other, looking at him, looking back, and uh, me and the, kind of, the guy opposite me were like, all right, we should... You know, we had this moment where we both looked at each other like, should we tell him? No like, way. We should tell him. And I was, <laughs> You want to see was, what he's going to play next? I was thinking about telling him, right? And then it went really silent. And I was like, oh, great. He's fixed the problem. Good on him. It took him two songs. He's finally. Yeah. And then you just hear like really lightly and awkwardly coming from his bag, the first guitar bit of Time of Your Life by Green Day. Now, if you're familiar with that song, it's the song that kind of starts with a false start. It goes, yeah. boom, <laughs> before it goes like that's how the yeah. guitar goes so I thought it was all done everyone kind of went back to things like oh great he's finally plugged them in and then you just hear <laughs> and everyone's like oh no and then there was actual laughter amongst the carriage and still he starts fixing his headphones and then about halfway through time of your life uh, he eventually sees his headphones jangling uh, on the floor and was like huh She'll put him here. She'll put him in. And then uh, he looked around going like, man, has everyone been hearing my music for the last 10 minutes? Yep. Yes, we have. Man, everyone in the carriage was just having the time of their life. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that got me was yeah. everyone noticed what he was doing. The whole train collectively decided not to tell him. Everyone, no one told him. Yeah. It was so rude. But more just like... Everyone else was having so much fun with listening to Green yeah. Day. I stopped listening to my music and was like, I'll just listen to some guy's secondhand Green Day. <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. But, you know, you know, something similar has happened where, like, you notice something completely obvious on someone else and they, no one tells them. I remember I did a show once um, and afterwards I meet everybody who comes to the shows to do photos and everything. And a group of four guys come up to me and one of the guys goes, hey, so me and, uh, four, me and my friends, we had a bet um, and whoever, whoever lost the bet had to get their forehead signed by you and I lost the bet. So can you sign my forehead? And all of these mates were standing around just laughing. They thought it was the funniest thing. Mm. So I thought, all right, yeah, I can do this. And uh, in hindsight, this is one of the rudest things I've ever done, but I couldn't help myself. Uh, instead of signing my name on this guy's forehead, I drew a piece of the human anatomy that you wouldn't be able to show on television <laughs> in incredible detail and uh, <laughs> thinking that his friends would tell him... Straight 
straight away. What I did. Hey, man. You know, I mean, got, he didn't actually sign it. You, he actually drew that on you. got an explicit you. image on your head. Yeah, and but all of his friends saw me drawing it, were laughing, crying with laughter, looking at this guy, and then he was like, oh, this is weirdly funny. It's just a signature. And he looks, I finish, he looks at his friends, he goes, how, does it, how do I look? And he goes, man, that's the best signature I've ever seen. And he went all the way home thinking that he had a signature on his head when actually he had a picture that I had drawn. And uh, so, yeah, worst friends on the planet. Look, I'd still rather walk around with that explicit image on my head than be seen listening to Green Day publicly on a train. (laughs) Lewis, uh, this morning on the train, I received a very peculiar message from our very own radio mic. Um, who pushes the buttons right. for our show. Yes. Uh, we love his work, and I love his work off the show as well because he's constantly uh, entertaining me. Well, yeah, no, I do, because he's constantly sending me... Um, it, put it this way, it's not unfamiliar for Mike to send me random photos out of the blue because mm. on a, uh, like regularly you want tips on your Instagram and, hey, man, should I upload this? Yeah. And I might give him a possible caption and just... He's always asking for your help with his Instagram photos, which I don't understand why, because he's not an influencer. It doesn't really have aspirations of being an Instagram influencer. He just wants to post really good pics. And also, I'm not that great at Instagram. If you are scrolling through my Instagram, there's not like top tier stuff on there. Mm. It's just also run of the mill. So I'm not sure why it keeps going for me. But the... Uh, you never asked me. No, I wouldn't that, come to you either. That's actually because of the two of you, Luke is the less critical. <laughs> he's, very, he's the more supportive of my ideas. Yes. Um, so the less honest then. Which means that, yeah, true, I do lie to you sometimes. <laughs> but uh, the, the picture that he sent me was on the train this morning. And usually when you get a text from your mate, you're like, hey, I'll open that on the train. What did he send you? It's a picture of Mike standing on the couch, yeah. uh, naked, with a no. guitar covering his privates. <laughs> I'm showing <laughs> Lewis the photo now. Why so he's you... naked with a guitar over his genitalia. Wait, you opened this on the train? Well, I didn't know it was going to be that. You can't predict that that's going to be coming through your inbox at 8.15 in the Wait, morning. <laughs> do you understand? This is such a HRable offence. <laughs> I'm a work colleague. You're lucky I didn't open it at work. But, um... And then I just said, oh, I love it. And then I was like, wait, why? And I have... See, there's the lies. I love it. Did you really? Did well, you love opening that on the train in front of everyone? <laughs> oh, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, firstly, I want to know your... Re- well, I, I know the reason for this. So the reasoning as to why I did a bit of uh, delving into it. And Mike said the reason was that uh, he's turning 23 next week, uh, next Tuesday, and it's his 23rd birthday, so he wanted to post the Instagram with mm-hmm. the quote from the Blink-182 song. Oh, he wants to put this on social media. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This was an Instagram yeah, You're going to get banned. <laughs> That's true. I'll report it. But yeah, it, he wants to put an Instagram uh, with the quote, nobody likes you when you're 23 from Blink-182 song, What's My Age Again? Because in the film clip, they're naked in the film clip. This is the song, if uh, you're unfamiliar. And that's about the time she walked away from me. So, one of their more popular songs, and uh, he wanted to recreate the film clip, which is where Mark, Tom, and Travis, the members of the band, are running down the street and playing their guitars naked. It's quite an iconic uh, Blink-182 moment, if you're a fan of Yeah, but it doesn't have to be an iconic Michael's Instagram moment. No, but he wanted... Why do you have... Why does you have to be naked? Why can't you just post a photo of cake like everyone else? Because everyone who turns 23 does this cheap Instagram. They don't even like Blink-182, and they go, nobody likes you when you're 23. I'm going the full ball, and I 
I want to recreate the actual music video. It's Mate. literally his birthday wish to get this photo up on his gram. And uh, the thing that bothered me about the photo was he said, he, he, he sent me the photo with one bit of context, which was, hey, I'm actually naked in that. And I was like, right. So I thought you might have not had even a, Not even underwear behind the guitar. Which does beg the question, who did you get to take the photo? <laughs> That is a good question. Yeah, All who right. took it? That's a little friend of mine called Self Timer. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm certain. My family was out of the house. But you so. were going to ask your mum, weren't you? No. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you know what, Mike? You have been pestering me for the last three months to follow you on Instagram because I haven't followed you yet. You yeah, asked why me- don't you? Well, because you're about to post naked photos of yourself. <laughs> what do you think? Lewis, uh, from time to time on this show, I give you the rare opportunity to read my most prized possession, oh. which is, of course, my Scotty Cam book, Scott Cam Out the Back. So that's what we're doing now. You're just going to let me read it? Uh, no, in a sec. Give me a look. I'll let you read it in a One. second. One. That was a sec. Give me a look. <laughs> So Lewis has a constant fascination with wanting to, you know, and I agree. You have a constant fascination with not letting me read the book. No, mate, it's my book. I was the one. It's Scotty Cam's book. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? Did (laughs) you write that? No, but I bought it. Okay. It's my Scotty Cam book. You bought Scotty Cam's book? Yes. Yeah. So, Scotty Cam's book. Case closed. So I own it. Let me read it. Okay, I own it, right? Yeah. Which means that uh, I hold the key to all knowledge, which is how to be a new age sensitive male. And I don't blame Lewis for wanting to sometimes delve into the book as well. But What's I, it like? I only... Oh, it's great, mate. Being a sensitive new age male. Yeah, sometimes you just... There's a whole page of here of him measuring his dog with a tape measure. I don't even know how long my dog is. <laughs> And you never will, because, well, you might one day, because, well, I let Lewis read it from time to time on the show in moderation. Uh, So today... uh, (laughs) Don't want to blow my mind with too much new age knowledge. No, it's almost so much to handle. I have to sometimes read it in moderation myself, because sometimes I just want three days to take it all in. Well, yeah, because you're not Scotty Cam. So today's uh, bit that I'm going to let you read comes from uh, the chapter five, uh, which is the table of knowledge, uh, page 176, Mm -hmm. which is uh, his his recipes for Aussie knuckles. Heads. Brilliant. Pass it over. So, um, please let me... I just want to keep talking for you a bit. You just said you're going to let me read it. I will soon. Lewis, uh, yeah. I'm, today I'm going to let you read, because mm. uh, I'm feeling generous. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Scotty Cam's recipe for Cam's corned beef, which is his Ooh. favorite meal. Uh, and I've Scotty got a quote Ca- here. Corned beef is one thing. Scotty Cam's corned beef. Now, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I've got a quote from here that says, I was talking to the boys at the table of knowledge one night. <laughs> And Zolly, who has a Hungarian background, said mm. he'd never eaten corned beef. Classic Zolly. I said, what? Were you born on Mars or something? So that just shows wow. you how much Scotty Cam hey, loves and treasures his corned beef. did he just say that he knew where the guy was born? Yeah, Hungarian. <laughs> yeah. He was Hungarian sure he was background. born in Hungary, Scotty Cam. Mm. Mm. Oh, well. Scotty Cam is not known for his uh, geographical knowledge. He's more known for his barbecue tips. <laughs> So today, uh, and, and the one thing I, I've obviously read this because uh, yes. I always just I pretty much drink this in all this knowledge. Uh-huh. Uh, the one thing that he loves about his uh, the one thing that sets apart Scott Cam's corned beef from mm. other corned beef is his secret recipe: sweet mm. chili sauce. I don't like hot sauce. That's all right. Well, you don't, but no. Sc- but Scotty Cam does. So oh, I'm well, sure I like hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got. Uh, I've actually. I'm just pulling it up over the table now. I've got uh-huh. a teaspoon. 
of uh, N- Nandu's N- Peri Peri Extra Bloody Hot Sauce, it's called. Why? Um, Couldn't you just get extra hot? Why do you get extra well, bloody hot? Mate, mate, I w- a teaspoon, that's heaps. Yeah, I wanted to give you the full experience today of uh, Scotty Cam's corned beef. Couldn't get the corned beef Where's part. Where's the corned beef? But I've got the secret recipe. Mate, you only need the secret recipe. Isn't the secret recipe no. sweet chilli sauce? Yeah, but if extra you, bloody yeah, hot. But if you want to find out the rest of the recipe... Uh, you have to oh, okay. have the sweet. He's done it. He's just put it in. Well, I want to know what's in the book. Oh, half, my God. You spilled half something. <laughs> I have a thing of milk here for Lewis to drink. I spilled, I spilled some on my pants. Hang on, everyone. He's just looking up his pants. All right. That's now, a- <laughs> you can you can have a bit of a read if you want. Okay, give me a, I'll have a big long one. Oh, that's awful. It gets worse. He's salivating everyone. Um, <laughs> If you ever, oh. Oh, oh, by the way, if you ever you need this milk here, just stop reading, and then no, I'll give I you don't the need, milk. No, I will, oh my, I'm never going to need. Keep, take that milk away from me before I get tempted. <laughs> uh, you, uh, all pre- right, appreciate it, if you lick the bowl. It, actually, you oh, haven't finished I the sauce there. <laughs> He's licking the bowl. There you go. He's done it all now. I may not. I'm <laughs> He's just trying to read some right. of the book. Um, okay, I, I I skipped a bit. I may not. <laughs> It may not be perfect, but this is how I do corned beef in the cam household every fortnight. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, buy, what a treat. Mate, You're welcome, mate. Silence. Buy more than you need because the second best feed in the world is cold corned beef sandwiches with heaps of salt. <laughs> oh, where's the salt? Oh, this is really hot. I th- I think you'll agree that out of all out of all the table of knowledge recipes, mine is the best. I agree. I yeah, I agree too. <laughs> you get <coughs> you get to stand back and have a few beers, just watching whatever it is cook. I don't even care what what's cooking Ooh, as long as they have a few beef. beers, whatever Cam's it is, mate. Corn beef in I'm just particular. enjoying watching it cook. Uh, this <laughs> this is a seven course meal, one six. <laughs> One six-pack of cold cans and a big lump of cold beef. The milk's here any time, mate. <laughs> he's almost at the end. He's, he's, he's coming to the I'm book. He wants out. to drink the milk. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, how was that, Lewis? Was it worth it to, to get Scotty Cam's recipe? Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> this is Luke and Lewis for lunch. Lewis just uh, is still recovering after, I was going to say the chili, but more recovering after all that knowledge that you just got out of Out the Back by Scott Cam, Scotty Cam's first ever book. Scotty Cam and you combined have blown my brain and my mouth. And your manhood apart. Yes. Uh, because feeling... you are now more uh, of a bloke sexual uh, than you were. Because, uh, by the way, I shouldn't have told you that. That's actually a bit of a spoiler from chapter three. Oh, did... yeah. What's a bloke he sexual? He has a whole chapter. What is a bloke sexual? What's a bloke sexual? You'll find out, uh, uh, mate. There, this will be going for a while, mate. We're not going <laughs> to. I feel awful. Yeah. It, it hurts to breathe. Mm. I feel sick. But I feel enlightened, and I want to thank you for the experience. <laughs> thank you very much. It was absolutely Look, worth it. Some would do it again. Some would argue that this isn't uh, a way to treat your work spouse. Right, anyone uh, who says my work that husband. is wrong because, because um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Scotty Cam, for the book. Oh man, <laughs> this is Just... actually about to faint. All right, uh, that so is all we have time for on the later. show today. Uh, Looking forward to receiving some more nudes on the train from Mike. Uh, Nudes with the boys. Yeah, Uh, and that is pretty much it. Check us out on Facebook. Give us a rating on iTunes. And listen to the podcast if you missed anything. Yep. Especially that nudes reference. That's way out of context if you're just tuning in now. This Uh, is Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Scotty Camp.